Welcome back to the first edition of Taken Sides. I am your host, Al Walsh, joined as always by Paulie Parlays of BetMGM this season. That you weren't with BetMGM last season, right? I start. I, I'm clapping. I don't. I don't. I don't know if if we're only audio. I don't know if you can see the video. Who knows? Uh, I started at BetMGM uh, November, so it was it was a portion. It was the back end of the show. Um, things are going great, and uh, you 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 you've you've changed roles though. You're in a yeah. new place. Absolutely. Over at uh, Awesome All right now, doing a lot of writing. So they started me out uh, in the editing spot. And, uh, you know, I think just as sports kind of winded down, they were like, hey, listen, we want to put you in our starting lineup or starting rotation of writers, you know, for different stuff. So uh, they are trying to get, you know, more into the betting aspect. Awesome All, of course, you know, ran by Alex Baker, one of the top DFS guys out there. But Great company, great people. I'm allowed to say whatever I want on Twitter. So, you know, I couldn't do that for a corporation. So that part's really awesome. I can't, uh, you know, I can't hate on that. But uh, also over at US Odds and still doing a lot of different freelance stuff. I even got a really cool research role out there as well where I get to sneak up on people online. So a lot of different things going on. I think the biggest thing, though, number one, uh, I am a Super Bowl champion. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate that very much. Congratulations. And then, I number two, I, I lost 30 pounds of Super Bowl weight. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, through what we're what everyone's going through now, most people are gaining weight. Yeah. So that's yeah, amazing. I, and I, you know, I date an Italian woman, big time, like pasta, three, four times a week. So... This is kind of a, uh, this was like a, a new shock to me. Two, 233, that was the highest that I ever got to. And I got as low as 201.6. That's that's the lowest that I've been. I'm trying, dude, I am trying so hard to crack that 200 threshold right there. And I just, I can't do it. So that means I have to not eat food for the rest of the week. That's weirdly specific. Um, yeah. And also, <laughs> I went to the doctor uh, a couple weeks ago. And okay. I am going in the opposite direction. Ooh. I weigh more than 200 pounds for the first time ever. Wow. Can it's we crazy. do a guess the, guess the weight with Pauly? Yeah. Over under 200. It's yeah, you're looking like a husky 218 right now. No. 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 That is, that's uh, impossible. If I get that's too, I was, I was being too, I was being too hard on you. Yes. So are we over 210? Under, under, under. But, All right. but, but, but probably but, like a 207. The nurse comes in. She's like, how much do you weigh? I'm like, eh, probably like 185. But honestly, I haven't weighed myself in about a year. She goes, so you, you want to do it? Let's, let's go outside. She takes me outside. I get on the scale. My eyes are just like, no, that's not real. And then I go, wait, I have stuff in my pockets. I take the stuff out of my pockets, 204. But still, <laughs> still, it, I, it's just like, uh, so I was, I guess uh, I was only 20 pounds off from my guess. That's hysterical. I am very excited to to show people our background once this thing finally airs. Of course, you know, we wanted to, to uh, air this one live tonight. Sportscaster uh, had some technical difficulties going on there. We couldn't record. So without further ado, I guess we're going to have to get into it. Um, you know, a lot of what we... Uh, what, we're, what we're going on with this week is going to be a lot of futures, so division winners, conference winners, uh, possible MVP, rookie of the year kind of things. And I have actually wrote a lot of these articles that you can follow along with at us-odds.com. Uh, I've, I've done every single division. I've done rookie of the year, MVP, uh, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, that kind of stuff. So we're definitely going to have a lot of great info, a lot of great insight into all these winners this year. But Paul, I know, you know, we were talking before the show. What uh what are you on already in terms of you know divisional winners? I can give you all the divisional winners. Well, why let's don't, have it. well why don't we why don't we go through each division individually and that's uh -huh. how you'll get my division winners. Um I also have a crazy future picking the two teams that are making the Super Bowl. But okay. there's but there's layers to it to explain when I place the bet, 
because there might have been an injury since then that mm. has now marginally changed my opinion, but I still like it because the odds are so great. But let's save that. That'll be the end because, honestly, if you run through all the divisions and kind of paint the picture, then my Super Bowl pick both teams, one from the AFC, one from the AFC, the picture makes sense then. Okay. So I may not be 233 pounds anymore, but I love cake. So I'm, I'm all about these layers that you're going to be talking about. Nice, nice. That, that is, that's absolutely wonderful. Why don't, we, why don't we start with, with, with my New York Giants and Let's the NFC? I was going to say, we can go geographically. We are East Coast people, so that's where we begin. Do you, you, uh, you promised me that you'd have these odds for me, but I can tell you who I like. Either way. Yeah, let's we don't necessarily need to go through that. Let's, you know, who who do you like here in the NFC East? All right, so I have two bets on the NFC East already, and they're okay. both on the same team. Interesting. The wonderful Ryan Fitzmagic led Washington yep. football team. I'm all over them. Um, I have them to win the division. Um, I believe I got it at plus one eighty. Okay. Um, the Cowboys are the Cowboys remain the favorites. And I also took their over at eight and a half wins. So those are just two things. I, I honestly, I don't think it's about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that it's about that defense is just so good, um, along with the just the terrible division. I think the Giants are overrated. I think the Cowboys don't know what they are. And the Eagles are going to be absolutely terrible, even though they might score a bunch of points. So I think that, that, yeah. it's, that it's the Washington defense that ultimately gets them to their second straight uh, NFC East title. Yeah, very excited about I got Terry McLaren. I mean, he's turned into one of the best receivers in the NFL. Logan Thomas was an absolute target monster last year. Uh, you know, they, they bring in Curtis Samuel to, you know, get some more weapons going there. But my one thing about Washington is that, you know, if Ryan, then again, we've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick not play 16 games in a season, right? It's what happens when he's not there. So I think Tyler Heineke, is the backup. Yep. And that's kind of where you're, you know, you're placing your faith in. However, you mentioned it, the division sucks. So uh, I think that there is some nice value on the Giants. Now, keep in mind, when I wrote the U.S. odds article, this was before Daniel Jones threw that god-awful pass in the preseason in the, the blue-white scrimmage game that everybody was like, what the hell, bro? Like, <laughs> what the hell was that? But I, I, at that point, I think the odds were, I want to say, plus 600 there for the Giants. I thought that, again, you know, in a division with a lot of uncertainty, you know, this is kind of where you want to take those chances, right? Like, you're not going to, you know, pick the Carolina Panthers to, to beat out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I do like the value on it, not so much at that 400 play, uh, pri plus 400 price like we see there on, uh, on FanDuel, but... Yeah, I you know, when I break it down, uh, a guy that I really talk with a lot, the Philly godfather, one of the best betters out there, he's been all over Washington in terms of futures and stuff like that. So now that I, I completely forgot, I actually did throw uh, 10 little ducats down there on Washington to win the Super Bowl. So that one, I think that one is 10 to win 400, but that would that would be some absolutely monumental stuff. Also, that was more of a, a play when Aaron Rodgers wasn't necessarily going back to the Green Bay Packers. If you remember, there were some rumors that he can go to the Broncos or Washington. Turns out he ends up going back to Green Bay, and those odds take a hit. So I certainly did not get that price at its best uh, with Washington. As long as they if, they make, if they make the NFC championship, you can hedge. Honestly, if they make the Final Four in the NFC, you can probably hedge that and at least make yourself some money. Because you're Absolutely. only you're only you're only risking ten to win four hundred, you know. So you can yeah. you can almost guarantee yourself something if they do win the division and then make it to the division. If they win the division, then they don't play wild card weekend, right? Or the or the worst of the wild cards do play the other wild cards. There's only one buy, so yeah, yeah. So they'd have yeah. to win. They'd have to win wild card weekend and make divisional weekend for you to like have real value there. Because I think we can agree the Washington football team is not winning the Super Bowl. Mm, you wouldn't think so. Garbage. Ten dollars of garbage. <laughs> let it let it happen. Uh, okay. All right, let's let's stay east, right? We'll we'll just flip we'll flip off conferences. We'll go to the AFC here. 
Uh, Buffalo, this according to FanDuel Sportsbook, Buffalo, uh, the favorite at minus 150, where we've got Miami at plus 330. Uh, Patriots at a very close plus 360, and nobody gives a shit about the Jets. So uh, out of those three, you got you to gotta play there? Um, I have the Buffalo Bills at my, at okay. minus, at, at a, I got, actually got them at minus 170. So that makes me sad that the odds are going the other way. Um, I just, the Bills are going to win that division. Uh, the, the, I, but I do think that, that three teams in that division can make the playoffs. So, sure. so it's like tricky where, but I just, I, I think that there's, the Bills are just too good to not win that division even though I think the Dolphins and the Patriots are going to both get wildcard spots. So the way I'm looking at it is that the Bills are like a 12 or 13 win team, while the the Patriots and the Dolphins are 9, 10, or 11 win teams. So I have uh, have 50 bucks on the Bills. I I have it to win $50. So whatever that works out to, I don't even know what it is. Um, but that's, that's one of the two division winners that I have placed money on. You're going to really like the other one because you're wearing their shirt. Paul, you there breaking up a little bit. You there breaking up. I, I was just asking you if you were there. Ah, okay. All right. I am here. Well, I'm sorry. What was the, did you have a question at the end there? No, no. What I said is, is the bills are one of two division winner bets that I have that I have made and you will really like the other one because you're wearing their (laughs) t-shirt. It's a great t-shirt. The throwback orange. It's a a very good t-shirt, but yeah, I took, I also, I took the bucks to win their division. Um, I I see no way, I see no way that they don't win the division. Um, but, but we'll talk about that when we get there. That's really all I have. Like I said, I like the Bills to win the division, but I do like the Dolphins and the Pats to make the playoffs. Um, okay. So, so if any, you know, if you want to take the Dolphins at what they're like three to one to win the division, there's value yep. there. I don't think it'll yeah. happen, but you can see it as value. Um, and same with the Patriots. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick is still the greatest coach of this era. Um, they spent the most money that they've ever spent during the Bill Belichick era um, on free agents. That's and- true. Yep, that is a that yeah. is a true statement. Right, nice. They also took a a quarterback in the first round for the first time in the Bill Belichick era. So Thank there's you. a lot a lot of things that are different, but who knows if it will actually change anything? And we also have to remember that the Patriots were missing half of their defense, who opted out because of COVID, and right. that's that's really why the Patriots have been great. It yeah. is their defense, but it's always quietly their defense. My God, I completely forgot about that. Where they had they had the most. Uh, starters out of any team last season to opt out because of COVID. So, uh, you know, obviously took a huge hit with everything. But it's actually really interesting that we're we're bringing up the NFC East and we got a little bit of drama, you know, in terms of, you know, current news and stuff. So Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie with the Bills. Now, listen, this is not going to be some sort of like controversial discussion, but it's something that we need to discuss is that there are people that are going to have COVID positive tests, right? We just saw the Tennessee Titans today have nine guys. We saw the Bills with McKenzie uh, and and Beasley. We saw the Patriots with Cam Newton and everything. Guys are testing negative, yet, you know, because they're not vaccinated, they are not, you know, they're not allowed to practice. So this is an interesting thing because we know that the Bills have a lot of guys that are shying away. Does that take any value away from them, do you feel, that they could miss some random games here and there? I don't really think so. I, I don't. I don't care about okay. Cole Beasley. Well, I, I, you know I, what I'm saying? It's, it's, again, it's, it's the, the guys that. I was more or less. Does this open the door for the Dolphins or the Patriots to kind of sneak in there and you know maybe get the division? It could happen. I, I, I don't think. I think that the guys that they understand what the protocols are. Right. And, and they're and the people that actually matter to the Bills seem to be vaccinated. So then the protocols are slightly different for them. If Cole Beasley misses eight games, it will not affect the Buffalo Bills. Real interesting. Okay. They do have Emmanuel Sanders this yeah, year. Exactly. 
So, all right, it helps a lot. But listen, those are two big weapons. I mean, all right, maybe if, not if you're big. Talking, if you're talking big. Josh Allen, if you're talking Stephon Diggs, if you're talking right. uh, who's the cornerback, Tredavious White, yep. those, are the, those are the people that matter. That's fair. When it That's comes fair. to that team. Oh, That's also, fair. also it's back. Ah, the poop cup. Now, by the way, for those of you listening on Spotify. Yeah, right. People only listening this, and yes, you just yell the poop cup. Paul drinking out of a mug with the poop emoji <laughs> on it. Not, there's poop on his mug. That would be interesting. I mean, that'd make for a better podcast, to be quite honest with you. Why don't you get on that, Paul? Come on. Let's move it over. Let's go NFC South. We'll, uh, we'll make a little road trip out of this thing. So we were just talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're very heavy favorites there at minus. Uh, 240, Saints coming in in second place, plus 440. And then the Falcons, Panthers, pretty big long shots in this division. We talked about it. You alluded to it. You like the Bucks. I like the Bucks. We just got to pony up a little bit of money to get something in return. I, uh, I took the Bucks to win the division uh, when it was still minus 180. I took them to win 100. So I risked 180 bucks and nice. go Bucks. <laughs> I, they, I don't think there's much to say about the division like the the bucks are going to win 14 games at a minimum so maybe you maybe we like their over as well but just looking at their schedule there's no way that they don't win that division there's no way that they like they're going to be fighting for the one seed that's about it yeah so FanDuel has a bet out there where you could say uh they have season specials right so tampa bay to have the best regular season record, uh, plus 600. I think that that could be the, the move instead of going for the division right there. I like that. That's really good. I, I, can I, uh, yeah, that's the answer to that is yes. Let's go. You, you mentioned the schedule and I want to bring this up because I'm pretty sure the NFC South has one of the easiest goes of it this season. Uh, they're going to be playing the AFC East. And it will, and yeah, the NFC East as well. So, you know, these are game again, games against the Giants, the Eagles, uh, you know, the Jets. You know, I'm sure they're going to take care of business against the Dolphins. Uh, by the way, Week Four at New England, Sunday Night Football for the Bucks. You want to go? My God, you know what? Actually, I I was at the first two ever Patriots games at Gillette Stadium. Uh, I was playing junior hockey up there, and in order to raise money for our team, we worked as ticket ushers. That's a really cool story. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, so opening night, they, like, absolutely trounced the Steelers. This this was the, the first game ever at Gillette, and there's some guy in my section. He's like, yo, I'm 220 Tommy. You going to be here all season? Hell yeah, bro. You're damn right I'm going to be here all season. He says, all right. You want something? Like, I said, whatever. Whatever you want, you know, grab me one too, right? Hot dog and a beer. Guess what? The beers did not stop coming. It was the greatest experience. I got paid. Our team got paid, and I just, like, got hammered. My buddies in the section, like, two sections away watching me have the time of my life, and they're telling him to, like, take his hat off, you know, and all this other crap. I'm like, I'm so sorry, bro. And then we almost got killed in a car accident on the way home, but that's neither here nor there. Why did you decide? I was not driving. I, I was not driving. Why'd you decide to play college hockey? I thought I was good at one point. No, that's from Miracle. <laughs> that's from Miracle. The answer, the answer from McClanahan is, isn't it obvious for the girls? Yeah. I and that and that's a that's a big. It's fault on my part because that's one of my favorite movies. So. Okay, it, we're we're gonna tangent right now. Best sports movies of all time. Miracle is in my top five, and it's not in a lot of people's top five, and I don't understand. It is such a good movie. I mean, there's so many great documentaries about it, right? Kind of like what was happening with the country around the same time. Of course, the Soviets. I think you know, winning something like eleven and two at Madison Square Garden a couple months before that. You know, like the the store, like it is a true underdog story. Like all the guys were college kids going up against Russian hockey players who were also in the military. Like, ugh! are you kidding me? Like, what an upset! Yeah, but come on, that movie—that's the speech from from uh, Kurt Russell as as Herb. That I'm getting chills. I'm literally getting chills thinking about it. But if whenever like I hear like lists. Lists are a mm -hmm. thing where people make their 
their you know best sports movies, and anytime Miracle isn't on it, I'm like, I don't even understand. Like Rick DiPietro was doing his list, and Miracle wasn't on it, and I'm like, you're a hockey guy. Yeah. How is that possible? And he kind of looks like Jim O'Brien, the goalie. Well, he, well, he he was a Boston University goalie as well. That's where uh-huh. DiPietro made his money. That's why the Islanders took him first overall. Interesting. Very interesting. See, you get it all here, folks. It's not just football. All kinds of things. All right, let's move it over to the AFC South. You know, we we locked in on the Bucks right there. But uh, this, you know, this is interesting. Trevor Lawrence gets inserted into the division, and now things are a little more uh, exciting out there in the AFC South. Any any play that you got in particular here, the, the Titans are the favorite, basically, at even money. So I like the Titans to win the division. Are you um, going to remember them? <laughs> Speaking of sports movies, <laughs> you you win. I, if 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 you could walk off on anything, you just stop. Right? I'm done. I'm done. You, By you the way, win. Joke of the since, show. Get out of here. Since that was the George Costanza showmanship moment, I gotta say, happy uh, happy National Dog Day to my boy Georgie. He's 18 months. The man sleeps 50 feet away. What a great puck. Um, so when it comes to the Titans, I like the Titans to win the division, but I do not have a bet on them to win the division. However, okay. I have two bets pertaining to the Titans. Okay. I have them at 28-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Um, they picked up Julio this offseason. I think the issue for them will not be their offense. Their offense is going to be absolutely great. The issue, if, if they don't do well, it's going to be because their defense is terrible. Where piggybacking off, I love the offense. I also have an MVP bet, an MVP bet for Ryan Tannehill at thirty-two to one. I love um, that. You know, if it clicks, if they happen to go thirteen and three, if they get the one or the two seed in the AFC, Tannehill's got a shot. Thirty-two to one odds were just too good to pass up. Love it. Uh, in that division, I, I think I'm going to be. Sort of the, I don't want to say the black sheep of the family, but there is some tremendous value on the Houston Texans at plus 2,300. Now, this, of course, depends on the fact that, you know, Deshaun Watson will be the starting quarterback. But listen, man, 10 bucks at, at 230 right there. Love the return there. Now, let's keep the biggest piece in mind here. There's no more Bill O'Brien. Literally anybody can walk in there and do a better job than Bill O'Brien. And again, this is another division that is up for grabs. Um, It's not my favorite bet by any means. It's certainly not one I would choose to save anyone's life. But I I think there's some very good value there on the Houston Texans. So you're you're betting on them to finish last in the division? Because that's what I would have done. Well, then we get minus 2,300 odds. Yeah, that, that would be great for me. <laughs> that roster is arguably the worst roster. It's terrible. In, it's absolutely in football terrible. History. The, all this, okay, so you got Tyrod Taylor starting a quarterback. Because Deshaun Watson is never seeing an NFL field again. You don't We're think just, so? No chance. We're just, let, just, let's, just, let's just wait for the suspension to happen. And then the backfield is just like guys who were good five years ago. Philip Lindsay was one hell of a... Uh, a sleeper fantasy draft this yep. year. So M- Mark Ingram and uh, who oh, am I forgetting God. about? The actual starter is David, David Johnson. Johnson. Like, come on, guys. And I, I think, isn't Rex Burkhead there also? That would be great if he was. I'm pretty sure that, that, that those four are the Texans' backfield, which is just like, okay, great. So Tyrod Taylor's just going to throw swing passes? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that you t- I'm sorry. That's you threw another. If you you actually made that bet for ten dollars, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, because I was gonna say now you now you've thrown away twenty dollars. <laughs> no, honestly, that like if I have if I actually I crushed it on the Orioles today. Um, Otani went yard in in the first at bat leadoff. Yep. and then the Orioles scored thirteen runs, so that worked out pretty well. Um, so you, so you no, took now, the Orioles. You you relied on them to to go. Two straight after losing 19 in a row. It was amazing. It was amazing. But, no, I mean, there was, there was something in the numbers that I saw with, uh, with, the, uh, with the implied team total. Like, the, the Angels decreased half a run, and the Orioles increased uh, half a run. 
So typically when you see those movements within the team, I mean, I don't, I don't really follow it for football that much, but I definitely do for baseball. That's like, that's my one go-to move right there. And then of course, you know, seeing where all the, all the bets are going and see where all the money's going, little, little action that way. That's, that's basically how I roll for baseball and then prop bets and all that kind of stuff is, you know, trying to squeeze out the lemon and trying to get all that information. Um, but yeah, I, listen, I, listen, if, if I had to save somebody's life, I would go with the Colts at plus 140 in the AFC South, just because I love their roster, right? The quarterback situation might not be short up. I like that Quentin Nelson might be back for the beginning of the season. If I'm a Colts better in this situation, I would say, Oh, easy, big guy, you know, take, take a week off or two and rest that foot because that's a lot of pounds on a foot right there. Uh, so you kind of got to think about things like that. But listen, I, I love the Colts roster. I love what they're doing. Carson Wentz is going to be a wild card. But at the end of the day, uh, I just don't have a lot of faith in the Titans. Very, they're, very, I, I think, they're very forgettable. I think that in that division, the culture, the value play. Yeah. And And by the way, we completely... Dismiss the Jaguars. There's already friction with Urban Meyer. Big shocker, you know, a career college coach coming in and uh, rubbing rubbing heads or rubbing shoulders there with the NFL guys who are setting their ways. Big shocker. I, I never would have seen that one coming. Yeah. Also, uh, yes, he now has Trevor Lawrence, his quarterbacks on the Bears in Justin Fields. <laughs> very, very funny. Like I, I, I bet you he tried so many times to get the Jags to trade down and not take Trevor Lawrence. And they took Etienne, who they prop like it wasn't like a huge need for the Jags, and they just ruined the guy's career, but he's out with a season-ending injury already. So Yeah, thanks. James James Robinson shooting up fantasy draft boards. Ridiculous. All right, let's go to the NFC North real quick. Packers, the favorite at minus 145. Vikings not too far behind at plus 250. Bears, plus 500. A little more interesting now with the uh, Justin Fields era. Uh, you know, eventually going to take over. And then we just have the Detroit Lions. That's it. They play a game on early Thanksgiving. That's about all they're good for. It's, it's, it's very important. The, right. uh, the answer, I mean, uh, the answer uh, is, uh, is the Packers. Okay. And that's it. They're going to win the division. But if you really want to, you know, take a shot, take the Bears at five to one. If Fields is great, they can win the division. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I like the value there with the Bears. You know, they have the best linebacking core. Well, one of the best linebacking cores in the NFL. Of course, it's all about staying healthy for those guys. Doesn't it feel like Khalil Mack just fell off the face of the earth last season? Yes. And then the Raiders tried to trade for him back, which was <laughs> the weirdest report ever. It's like, wait, you traded him away. And now you're going to try to get him back. We got we got him right where we want him. Yep. They're bringing Mac back. That's uh, but that wasn't going to happen. I am like you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They they beat the Packers there in the NFC Championship. That that final drive where the Packers opted to go for the field goal instead of you know trying to tie the game up with probably the best quarterback in the NFL. Like how do you not? want to come out like on fire in week one and just toss like four or five touchdowns back. Like, listen, Mason Crosby, whoever, whoever's kicking there for the backers nowadays, like you sit your ass over there. I got this. I got this one, man. So I, I, I actually like Aaron Rodgers MVP bets when we're going to talk about them later. Uh, Devontae Adams coming off one of the best receiving seasons ever for anybody at that position last year. He's actually on my fantasy team this year, Mr. Adams. So very appreciative of that. I actually got a lot of guys here from the NFC North, but um, yeah, I mean, look, again, if, if we're going to use the barometer of putting someone's life on the line, then yeah, the Packers to win the NFC North is where it is. Is that, is that, is that going to be our, our barometer? <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Uh, gun to your head, actual gun, actual bullet. If you lose, you're out of life. Hey, this is... This is Jeff from down the street. He's gonna put a gun to my head for this. <laughs> no, let's be. Let's be. This is. We're, come on. We we have enough bad stuff going on in the world. Yeah. Let's not. Let's this, not. Let's not virtually murder one another. If if somebody was gonna lose their pants, I would be happy to lose my pants. Okay. You know? like, uh, we're, like what's good? Like public humiliation. What do we say? 
if if I actually gave you money, you have a hundred dollars. Yeah. Who are you putting it on? That that's that's really what it is. Like, no, let's let's not let's not uh you know you get it you get it absolutely it's, absolutely. Uh, let's move it over to the AFC North before we get a knock on the door. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, the favorite at plus 115. Browns, not too far behind at plus 155. Steelers, plus 440. Again, all these according to FanDuel Sportsbook. And the Bengals at a very long plus 1,600. So, I got big hopes for Lamar Jackson this year. I don't know if this is the year that he gets over the playoff hump, but I've got huge regular expectations for him this season. I love his MVP odds. I love everything about this guy. This is a guy that is two years removed from winning the NFL MVP. And I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on them. Uh, Browns are at a very interesting price though, right? They're, they're neck and neck there with the Ravens. So how do you see that one playing out in the AFC North? So I picked the Browns to win the division. I right. didn't. I didn't know that they were plus odds, but I guess I should have. Um, I, I don't have any money on that. Um, I also took the Browns at sixteen to one to win the Super Bowl. I wow. think that they have the pieces to get there. I don't know if they will, um, but sixteen to one are really nice odds. Um, honestly, if they make the AFC Championship game, which is doable, um, you can hedge a bit. Um, but I like the Browns in that division. I do not trust Lamar Jackson. He's not a quarterback. He's a running back who can throw. I think the Steelers are not going to be good. You know, they started 11-0 and last year, and then they showed their true colors. Um, and the Bengals are going to be so bad again. I can't believe that they took Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell, or however you say his name. Because yeah. Joe, if Joe Burrow doesn't have more than 1.3 seconds to throw the ball, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like Joe, Joe, this it reminds me so much of when David Carr was the quarterback of the Texans, where he had no chance, and that's what this reminds me of. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that was just an absolute bonehead pick right there. They were trying to make their first year now going to the second year quarterback happy by getting one of his college receivers there, and. And it's so funny, too, because the Bengals just absolutely stockpiled there at the wide receiver position. Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins. I know A.J. Green left for Arizona, but not not your big need, right? Like, you have a franchise quarterback that you don't want in running for his whole life, you know? So, yeah, absolutely bonehead move. Probably going to set the franchise back even more. But, like I said, man, I just I got a lot of faith in Lamar Jackson this season. Probably why I drafted him as my fantasy quarterback. Also fell to me in the sixth round, which is always great. However, uh, nobody cares about my fantasy team. But I just look, these are slightly slightly plus odds. But I will say this. I like I think that the Browns at plus one fifty five is very telling. Uh, I think that's very telling that the Browns are gonna have a really good season. So I, you know, we could even get crazier and maybe go with AFC champion for the Browns. I know we're going to talk about that in the next segment, but uh, I think here I like the Ravens for the division, but I got bigger aspirations for the Browns, just kind of seeing their price here, if that yeah, makes I, any sense. I think we're on the same page, that the Browns are the value play, but we don't really know if they'll come through. Yeah. By the way, Lamar facing both the Ohio teams just absolutely destroys them. So keep yeah, that in so mind. Does, so does Ben. It's like in their in their careers, two teams are good, two teams are bad. Yep. It's it's always been that way. And I, honestly, like I said, I don't think the Steelers are going to be good. They still have Mike Tomlin. They Big Ben still gets the job. Darnell Jefferson. Najee Harris was a great pick because that's the piece that they needed. The Steelers are going to hang around. I just don't like it's going to come. It's going to be a two game difference one way or the other. Gotcha. All right, let's take care of the AFC West real quick. I have a feeling this will be a shorter discussion than AFC West, which is probably the most chaotic division. But AFC West Chiefs uh, minus 300 there to win. Chargers plus 500. Uh, Broncos at 900. And then the Raiders coming in at plus 1300. Again, all according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. So we've seen teams lose the Super Bowl really struggle in that next season. Do you think the Chiefs had the, those same kind of struggles? Absolutely not. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
without hesitation. The Chiefs are the best team in football. I think that they they are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I took them at five to one to win the Super Bowl. I took Patrick Mahomes at five to one to win the MVP. I think that the Chiefs are like the Chiefs are did exactly what they needed to do this offseason, which was revamp the offensive line. They've done everything that, that everything correctly in order to take the next step, which is go from winning the AFC to winning the Super Bowl. I absolutely love the Chiefs. I see I see them as the one seed in the AFC, either either them or the Bills. Well, it'll be one of the two of them. Um, I see Patrick Mahomes having a ridiculous season. And uh, like I said earlier, they're, they're one piece of the, I picked the AFC, picked the NFC winner. Um, they are piece one, you want to call it that, um, of the 26 to one Super Bowl bet that I have. Nice. I, um, with the Chargers, you know, we kind of talked about how the Texans are moving away from a historically awful head coach. And the Chargers this year, we, you know, look, we don't know what we're getting out of our first year guy here, but I think there's something to be said about morale taking a boost with that team, right? Because Lynn was a guy that clearly lost the Chargers two, three games a year just because of a net play calling. Now you got Herbert, right? A guy that is just an absolute stud. Uh, you know, what we saw from him last year ends up winning Rookie of the Year. Eckler's going to be healthy this year, which was a big sore spot for them a lot of last season. I, I mean, I love the value there for the Chargers, but you just know that you're going up against the Chiefs, and that's sort of an insurmountable task. If we're going to see, you know, if we're going to see postseason odds for the Chargers, I think I, I might feel a little happier about that. Uh, looking at them right now, according to FanDuel, they're actually plus money to make the playoffs at, at plus 125. So I, I I like that. I think that's obviously more more salvageable, you know? I uh, So just if you see, there's a chart in front of me, which you obviously cannot see, um, but I have the Chargers... Yeah, you're 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 here. I'm there. No, you have to turn around. <laughs> your 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 fly's over. Oh my god, that's weird. I don't have a fly. I'm wearing sweatpants. <laughs> um, I have the Chargers uh at making the the wild card as the seven seed. So okay. So they are. I I like the Chargers. I just think that they're in a division with the best team in the AFC and potentially the best team in football. I dig it. All right, let's go. Let's wrap it up. We saved the best for last with the divisions. Uh, NFC West, we've got. No, I got to go back to it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. This is the most interesting division, like, by far. It's not even close. Yeah, so we got the, the Niners as the slight favorite, plus 190. Uh, LA Rams there are plus 200. Matthew Stafford in town this year. So keep that in mind. Also, Sony Michelle just got there. Uh, Seahawks plus two eighty, and then the Arizona Cardinals at plus six hundred. I know we were talking. I, I, the only one. Well, and then I proved myself to be a phony because uh, I did have the money on Washington. But this was the other preseason bet that I've actually made already with the Cardinals to win the NFC West. Put a hundred up, could win six hundred if they come through. Yeah, I like, like I like, I had one of those nice weekends, and I was like, this is the one I'm getting wild on already. I like it so. Similar, the board that is in front of me, looking at it right now as we're talking about it, it makes no logical sense. But I have the Rams winning the West, and then my three wild cards are the Seahawks, the Arizona (laughs) Cardinals, and the San Francisco 49ers. So the way that I I ended up there is I really think three teams make it, but I didn't know which three, so I just put all four. So I'm going to be wrong with one of them, but I do not know which one. Where, like, that's literally where I was, and then I wrote next to that, maybe Cowboys, maybe Giants. And that's solely because that division is just so bad that maybe one of them can magically get 10 wins. Okay. But that's it. Like, some team that we're not talking about in the NFC is going to make the playoffs, and I have no idea who it is. Wouldn't you like it to be the Giants, huh? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, like I wouldn't. I don't like. They're not good. They're not there. I, I could be totally wrong. And I'm still like, I hate, I, I hate slash love that I'm still this Giants fan who I'm forced to be a Giants fan after I sold my fandom as a Giants fan and I was forced to stay a Giants fan. But I just see them for what they are, which is a marginally average team that yeah. is relying on a marginally average quarterback to be their franchise quarterback. Daniel Jones is not good, and that's the problem. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I got, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got all four teams making the playoffs in the NFC West, which will absolutely not happen. Um, I also have an MVP bet on Matthew Stafford at 17 to 1, which I love. I love Stafford this year. I'm all over it. I'm making sure he's on like every fantasy team I have. I I just think he's gonna he's been great despite being on the Lions, and now he's on the Rams. And I think he's gonna absolutely be amazing. Um and I also took the Rams to win the Super Bowl at 14 to 1. Um I made that bet prior to Cam Akers being injured. So I can probably get better odds now, um, but I haven't looked. Okay. <sighs> All right. Uh, in terms of winning the conference, uh, where where do you see a lot of your money going? So this brings me to the I picked the Super Bowl teams that are going to play. Uh, like like I said earlier, I took the Chiefs to win the AFC, and I took the Rams to win the NFC. Um, so if that ends up being the Super Bowl, I have twenty six to one odds. Um, again, this was before Cam Akers got hurt, but I really don't think it matters. Yeah. I think that the Rams defense is the best defense in football, and they added a top eight quarterback. And Daryl Henderson, they just picked up Sonny Michelle. I don't I I think it's still gonna be Henderson, um, but Michelle will get carries near the goal line, which is gonna kill Henderson's fantasy value. But I think that those two teams We'll end up in the Super Bowl, and then I'll be really happy, and I won't have to make any other bets. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. The one thing that worries me with Stafford, new quarterback, uh, or first year with a new team, right? Like, there's obviously going to be some hiccups. You don't have the same routine. You don't have the same, you know, eye-to-eye chemistry with certain receivers. It, there's going to be, <laughs> I should say, yeah, not everybody's Tom Brady, right? Like, not everybody could do that. But darn it, darn it! Because I was literally about to be like, wait, wait, Alan, Alan, <laughs> what happened last season in the first year of Tom Brady being with a different team with different receivers? The the big thing about the Bucks last year is that they had a bye week. I want to, I think week twelve. They were different like, after the bye week. Yeah, it was super unbelievable. Late. Whatever happened during the bye week, Arians, whatever the coaching staff did, was brilliant because they were they were the best team in the in the NFC after that. Yeah, and they, then obviously they won the Super Bowl. The Bucks, I mean, you know, they had some really tough friggin' games. Like they played, I want to say they lost three of four, and they lost to the Rams on Monday night. They got their asses absolutely handed to them at home against the Saints. And then the Chiefs beat them in that really tough game. And then they went on the bye week. So, you know, they had all those in their back pocket. Like, damn it. You know, like, we're starting to get rolled up by some of the NFL's best. And then they just, you know, they rebounded and uh, they got themselves back on track. But it, it's amazing, right? So the Bucks last year, they had all these veterans and, you know, guys that have been through the ringer, you know, the ringer that is the NFL regular season for all these years. But who would have thought like one week was almost like an off season to these guys, you know, like they were just a totally different team. The defense led by Devin white, just absolutely making play after play. It was a noticeable difference with, with that team. So it, again, this wasn't to gloat about the bucks. This was more or less like, Hey, like if there's a team and again, remember we got the extra week this season. So you see a team with the, with the late bye week you know, and maybe, Listen, maybe they're struggling a little going into it. You know, you can catch these guys with some nice odds. I mean, it's something to think about because I mean, this this NFL season is going to be another absolute ringer, you know, with a lot of uncertainty of if people are going to be in the lineup and this and that and, you know, just all the other BS going on. Take a look at some of these things out there. You'd be surprised what kind of benefits you could find. Yeah, so do you have you made your Bucks Super Bowl future bet yet? Because you no, should. No, 
I don't think the odds are going to move all that much. I think that they're the favorite at this point. It's either them or the Chiefs. I've seen them yeah. on different books at somewhere between five to one and six to one. Um, but I, I can't, I can't see the odds changing very much. But you got, you got to put some kashish on your on your own squad. So last year, um, I bet money line every game that they were an underdog. So the game against Washington, I bet them on the spread. I bought it down, you know, parlayed it with another game that day. But I bet money line each time against the Saints, the Packers, and then the Chiefs, where they were the the money line underdog. And I told myself going into the week, if they're under uh, plus two hundred as on the money line in any of these games, I'm betting whatever I got and I'm throwing it on them. And Lord, what a what a Super Bowl run it was! It was that was awesome, man. Yeah, dude, I wrote it with you. I bought that ugly uh, creamsicle hat <laughs> <laughs> that I that I still have. I I almost put it on, but I got a haircut yesterday, so I'm like, you know what? I don't need a hat. Let's uh let's let's show off the you know the the new the new the new cut since uh you know I'm 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 on camera you're on camera but I don't know if this is going to be on camera nah, probably uh, not so we'll see um but yeah the the only other bet that I have made already uh before the season is that I took Aaron Donald to win defensive player of the year at 5 to 1 do you have I any guess. other bets that you've made yet or you're still sitting waiting I haven't made them yet, but I am, you know, I'm like an eagle circling around the sky, you know, ready to ready to swoop in on my prey when when the time comes. But I really I love the MVP odds for Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Um, Offensive This is number one. Actually, I, this is actually a beautiful segue into. Uh, how we're going to end the show if we see any uh, week one lines that we like that we can take advantage of and we'll start with it um trevor lawrence and the jags minus three favorites against the houston texans so basically the odds makers were saying yo walsh that idea that you had but taking the texans to win the division is so bad that they are underdogs against the guy making his first nfl start and it's the jacksonville jaguars to boot so this game is just weird to me. I, I'm not going to make a bet on it. If, if you want to tell the listeners what, what your feel is on this, it's, so, it's such a gross game that I will have nothing on it. The only bet that I might make, which makes me like make, feel gross, is I, will take the, I would take the Texans if it gets to three or three and a half, plus the points, which is disgusting. Okay. Because they're going against a rookie, a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach where – the history of the NFL shows us that they are not good in week one. Um, also, um, the first month of the season, something that is, is huge with betting. Um, it actually works out 67% of the time, I believe I read. Um, if you take divisional underdogs with plus the points um, in the first month of the season, they win two out of three games. Nice. Like with, with the spread. So, like, but come on, I'm not, I'm never betting on the Houston Texans. That's disgusting. You know what, too? I mean, think about years past, right? Like, we all do the suicide pool, no doubt about it, right? Like, we, we throw our 25, 50 bucks in year after year. Think about those first four weeks and how chaotic that is, right? Like, it's just, it, it's unnecessarily bad on the heart, right? Because you're like, are you kidding me? Like, I remember the one year... I had uh, the Patriots. This was I'm I'm dating myself right here, going all the way back to like 2012. But like the Patriots lost the game at home against the lowly Cardinals in Week Two. Uh, I think we saw the Bucks in Week One a couple years ago knock off the Saints, who were supposed to knock their heads off that day. Like in that first month of the season, that I mean, that's when those suicide pools are usually getting their biggest buybacks, right? And and there's a reason for that. And I think it's it has a lot to do with what you said, that a lot of these teams kind of, they don't know where they're at yet at the beginning of the season. You can catch them slipping. Yeah, totally. Where What I've learned from, from survivor pools, and we can totally create a segment about survivor pools. I absolutely love that. You know that I have a history of that. Yeah. 
I've I've made the most money of my life off of survivor pools. So I, I love it. Really? The, the, I don't I don't want the IRS to come hawking you, but what was the no, no, uh, well it was actually huh? it the the pool that got busted a few years back. Darren Ravel wrote that big story. Um I was I was in that pool. Oh nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Man, I know I, a lot of people that are in stories like that. That's interesting. Where, look, it doesn't matter. Stock market, I, all that. Kind I, of stuff. I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. The people running the pool are the ones that that did something wrong. I was just partaking. You um, just enabled. That's all. But um, I got <laughs> to the so in week seventeen, you have to take three games. Okay. So I, 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 I had, I had one entry, which was a hundred. Um, so I get to literally the end week 17, I have three games, two of them were at one o'clock. One of them was at four o'clock. So the two one o'clock's won. So I have one game left. So I was able to hedge within that singular game. So I was going to either win the pool or win an enormous bet. Okay. Uh, and I didn't win the pool, but I won the enormous bet. Um, make going from week one all the way to week 17. Weeks 13, 14, 15 are two picks. Week 16 and 17 and 18 are three. Or maybe, I don't remember when it goes to two and when it goes to three. But I literally yeah. made it to the last, last one. And then lost, but I still won. You know? Gotcha. Never, never had a lot of luck there in those uh, survivor pools. But hey, I'll, 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 walk, I'll walk you through it. I'm, I'm weirdly good at it. I don't know why. Probably because I like, like, I'll find a money line that I like that isn't like a minus five hundred. It, it, it's similar to the promo we did where the team goes up by seventeen, or whatever that was last year, which hopefully will kick something like that in again um, during this season, where like for some reason I have a good eye on, on stuff like that. Where, you know, like you see these things in baseball that I don't see. This is just something that just survive in advance. Don't like I, I have a, I have a, a, a ridiculous chart that I've already made that shows me the teams that I should take each week. It's so ludicrous that I'm like, how do I even have this? Um, but the truth is, like, just survive in advance. That's all that matters. Where just looking at week one. I think I'm going to take the Bucks on Thursday night football on the season opener. I like it. They're going to beat the Cowboys at home. They're they're not losing that game. And then I can also enjoy my football Sunday where it'll be over. I will have already advanced. That's true. Yeah, I already planned on not I already planned on not going out for week 1 because I'm going to go very heavy for the banner night. And I'm just like, I, it's, it's that, it's that go time. Plus I actually have a dentist appointment right before I go out. So I'll probably be a little looped up and nummy and you know, it'll just, it'll be one of those kind of banner nights. When is the banner? Is that that Thursday? Yeah. September 9th. Oh, I don't, I, I didn't. So they're, they're doing it on opening night against the Cowboys. That's awesome. That's really yeah. Cool. They always, no, yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I, when, yeah, was, the last, you when win, was the last time my team won a Super Bowl? Actually, you know what's really funny is that uh, the team that wins the Super Bowl always hosts the the opening Thursday night game, right? Yeah, yeah. So the last team to not do it was the Buccaneers after they won in 2002. They had to go on the road to Philly for the opening game, and they just, like, smashed their head, their heads in, like, 27 nothing or something like that. Like, it was it was ugly. Why was that? Do you know what the reasoning was? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, maybe they were just trying to, like, switch it up for the year. But I never, I never realized that that was even a thing. You know, yeah. like, I'm a Giants fan, so I've seen two Super Bowls, but I never realized that then we hosted the opener. Yeah, I remember the one year the Cowboys beat you guys. I remember, like, all Giants fans were, like, souped up for the opener, and then I was like, come on, like, I don't want to hear this from the Dallas fans. Let's go, guys, you know? Yeah, um, but that's cool. So we'll, we'll obviously so fifty. We're fifty fifty on a show that Thursday then, because obviously it's Thursday night opening night. Maybe we'll do a Wednesday that week, or we'll figure yeah. it out. Um, yeah, but 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 out like I looked at the whole week one slate, and outside of the Bucks, the other two of the other three teams that I would consider taking in week one make me want to throw up. 
<laughs> like, and, that, and that means that it's probably good. That Those are the teams that win okay, and cover in week one. You, you, okay, so ready? The Carolina Panthers, home against okay. the Jets. Okay. You, could, you could take that because the Jets will probably lose that game. Oh, my but God, taking, Sam Darnold against the Jets. Yeah, Sam Darnold revenge. Wow. But that's, that's, that's like, hard and, and makes me want to throw up a little. And then the other one is the Falcons at home against the Eagles. The Eagles are going to be terrible. I'm not really sure what the Falcons are, but the Falcons are definitely better than the Eagles. Those, those two are also two bad teams that are playing other bad teams, but they're at home. So that's when you want to take a team like the Panthers or the Falcons because the rest of the season, you're going to have a tough time figuring out when to take them. And then the last team, which I think I'm off, I just kind of wrote it down. I don't even know who they're playing. Um, Sunday night football, Rams against the Bears. I like the Rams. Um, But in reality, the only three options that I have for Survivor in week one are the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Maybe if I do three picks, I'll do one of each because Uh they they can all work out differently in in the future. Um, But I really like that I'm going to take the Bucks on Thursday night. Like, I, I, I see almost no way that they lose that game. Number one, they're the best team. Number two, they're at home. Number three, it's the ring ceremony. And number four, Dak Prescott has not played with any of his receivers in over a year. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's so much that just says Bucks win. I don't know about how much, but I don't really care. Yeah. I, the, the one tempting, the very tempting bet to me is to take the over on 50 and a half. But I do like what you said there about, you know, Dak not playing with his guys and and we've kind of seen that before in a lot of these opening night games that you know maybe it's not as high flying and high scoring as we always think the teams you know the first ones out on the field you know there's going to be some sort of rust to it so I'm gonna maybe I'll do a little live movement on that one but I the one that I was really that was kind of what I was most you know in on was taking the over I just think we're going to see plenty of points that night but Again, I might I might do a live move on it. The there were a couple lines that stood out to me. One, I think if we're gonna take uh, a week one a survivor pool pick, the Niners at Detroit, seven and a half point favorites that day. They should easily club them over at the head. They should be healthy for that week one game. And you know, Detroit really has nothing. Uh, one that really stood out to me, not necessarily that I'm gonna take it, but. One that I found very interesting are the Bills, six and a half point favorites at home against the Steelers. Uh, you know, we saw this game last year, you know, the two teams played, but I mean, to see the Bills as six and a half point favorites is quite a bit. I think that mm-hmm. spread is too big. I love the Steelers, either plus the points or as a leg to a teaser. You can get the Steelers up to like 11, 12, 13. This, what, what's crazy about that line, it makes no sense to me. And tell me your thoughts on this. Okay. In the playoffs, the spread was two and a half. What has changed since then that it's now six and a half? Yeah. It, make, it literally just makes no sense to me. I think it's a no-brainer to, look, the, the Bills can win by a touchdown very easily. So I'll either push it to seven or, or seven and a half or hope that the public pushes it there. Yeah. Or I will 100% be using the Steelers as a leg of a teaser because I this, the game's going to be within a score or two. So. It's I, I feel like it's a free leg, which is great. This this would be one of those editions of weird lines with your host David Casel. But the, like wow. it's just weird, right? Wow. It's just it's Give one it of those shout. it's one of those where you just look at it and you're like, huh? Like what the hell's going on there? And those are usually the ones that, you know, end up end up being the blowouts. Uh one other no, one I th- I think it's the other way. You think so, huh? I think the Steelers can win win the freaking game. Nah, I don't think so. So look, like I said, I'm gonna take it as a teaser leg. So what does that really say? I have confidence in the Steelers? No, <laughs> it says that they're gonna lose by less than ten. That's which, fair, That's right? Fair. That's that is the truth, and I hope that happens. And I hope that we can like make a teaser together. We uh, the the final game actually two that I wanted to talk about uh, both three point spreads the first one Arizona Tennessee I kind of like uh, the Ari- I like Arizona to get the money line upset right there went outright on the road it's week one they don't got to worry about that time differential and all that other kind of BS making the West Coast to East Coast trip 
But I I enjoy the Cardinals there. And then uh, another one, we're going to get our first game of the Drew Brees era kicked off. I think the Packers are absolutely going to just throttle the Saints in, in the week one opener. It's a new situation for the Saints. They don't know what the hell is going on at quarterback. Is it going to be Jameis? Is it going to be Taysom Hill moving in here and there? Uh, Kamara's in a new role. Mikey Thomas isn't happy. I think the, the Cheeseheads are going to go. Thomas is out. Thomas is yeah. out. I think the the Packers are going to go right down there on Bourbon Street and just handle biz in week one. I agree. I love the Packers. I don't understand how the spread is only three points. Nah. Well, it's they're at New Orleans. They're, they're so the bookmakers. What? I know, but the bookmakers are showing them respect, I guess, for their you know their great uh, tenuous at home, whatever the hell fucking adjectives you want to use there, but.